Hello, and welcome to The First, with me, your host, Benjamin Lull. With this podcast, I intend to explore the first things I and others did in our lives that became landmark moments. It may be the first time I left the country, the first time my heart was broken, or the first time I witnessed death. In this first series, I'm exploring food, both the item I ate and the moments I found myself in. I love my food. I think it's communal. I think it's central. I think it's therapeutic to both make and eat, and I'm always thinking about my next meal. This podcast, however, focuses on those first meals, those first times I ate something so enthralling, so meaningful, so medicinal in its healing properties that I feel compelled to share them with you. Now, one episode may be about the first thing I ate in Italy, and then the next might be the first thing I ate after a heavy night drinking. This podcast will reveal all the circumstances surrounding those monumental mouthfuls, as well as how good or bad they may have tasted. This week, I'm finally talking about that first thing I ate in Italy, on a trip my parents took me on nearly 20 years ago. Think pasta, pizza, and a whole gamut of different cheeses. But I wouldn't have tried any of it if it wasn't for a humble burger. Let's dig in. Italy is one of my favorite countries. I feel very fortunate to say I've been a couple of times, as well as to Malta, just off the southern coast of Italy. Every time I've gone, it's always been so peaceful and so enriching. The Mediterranean culture is one I've always been jealous of. The food, the people, the history, architecture, the work-life balance. It seems such a far cry away from life in America, and it's something I find myself craving on a continual basis. My first trip was something of a milestone, as my taste buds and palate began to evolve. I wouldn't say I was a fussy eater growing up, but I liked what I liked and was heavily influenced by my parents. For example, my mother doesn't like cheese, so pizzas and burgers were either avoided or ordered with some eyebrow-raising modifications. Traveling to Italy then made the prospect of having cheese included in my food a very real one. So I bit the bullet before I even got to Italy. Indeed, I don't think I would have tried any of it if it wasn't for a rather innocuous meal ahead of the airport and of all places, Burger King. At East Midlands Airport, a couple of hours away from our home in England, my parents and I were passing time in the departure lounge, having arrived much too early for our flight, thanks to my father's cliched over-eagerness. Lunch was sought, and my mother and I soon found ourselves in front of a Burger King, staring up at the menu. Dad didn't particularly like fast food, so it was something of a treat if Mum and I got to enjoy a box or a bucket of something greasy. There weren't any Burger Kings in my hometown, so I'd jump at any chance I could find to order a Whopper, without any of its toppings or condiments, of course. Yes, I'd order it plain. A brown disc of processed beef sandwiched between two dry sesame buns, with maybe some ketchup, if I was feeling up for it. It seems absurd now, but back then it felt luxurious, simply because it was something we really had as a family. I'm still oddly drawn to fast food, I'm so enamored with eating things from perfectly square boxes or wrapped in sickly yellow greaseproof paper. I eat it more regularly now that I'm older and living in America, but the thrill of dipping my hand into a brown paper bag and retrieving burgers, chicken, or scavenging for those last few fries has never left me. That time at Burger King, however, something strange happened. I ordered my usual, a Whopper, fries, and Fanta, but this time I didn't ask for any changes to my burger. I wanted it as it came, cheese, pickles and all. I couldn't imagine what my mother was thinking, but as I unclasped the box and picked up a now much heavier and more aptly named Whopper than I was used to, I felt determined. 
I sunk my teeth into my new meal, and to my surprise, I quite liked it. I remember tasting how tangy the onions and pickles were, and remarkably how good the cheese was, melted so perfectly over my now not-so-lonely burger. It seems odd that Burger King became the gateway drug to my food foraging in Italy, but I felt much more open and confident in trying new things. So, once we landed and checked in at a hotel in Malchesny, a small town in the province of Verona, of Romeo and Juliet fame, my parents and I made a ten-minute walk along Lake Garda to a spot picked out to eat. We sat on a boardwalk that jutted out over the lake. I remembered looking down to my feet between the slats. A small fish darted beneath us, the crystal clear water revealing the marine life below. Lake Garda glowed on the horizon, and it was easy to see why Italy is so revered. With the taste of Burger King still lingering between my molars, I felt buoyed to continue my pioneering journey into new food. Perusing the menu, I opted for an obvious choice. Pizza. Back in England, any time I had pizza, it was always without cheese, which to many made them wonder whether it was pizza I was eating in the first place. But this time, like a Burger King, I ordered it as is, smothered in cheese, prosciutto and arugula, or, as we call it back home, rocket. I know having my first slice of cheese pizza as a teenager seemed a little late, but I'd like to think having it in Italy of all places makes up for it. And of course it was delicious. Crisp and fresh and oh so cheesy. That's my go-to pizza order now, if I'm at a spot that doesn't involve folding the slice in half and licking the grease off my thumb. And the rest, as they say, is history. For the remainder of the trip I tried everything. Mussels, clams, different types of pasta and sauces, not asking the waiter to change anything before it arrived at our table. It was liberating, and I felt like not only was I eating things how they intended to be eaten, but also that I was traveling, that I was starting to slowly dip my toes into another culture and appreciating those new surroundings. My trips to Cyprus and other countries, no matter how many I took, were only to visit family and to view the corner of the island they carved out for themselves. Those Sheftalia sausages were everything, but it was still just a sausage. Italy was new for me, and those food discoveries meant so much in expanding my view of other cultures and how people lived. We took a trip to Venice, we watched an opera in an amphitheater made of stone. I helped my mother feed pigeons outside of Doge's palace in St. Mark's Square. It truly felt like my first ever holiday, and that we weren't visiting someone or staying at a resort. This felt like a discovery, what traveling was truly about, and it's heavily influenced my life ever since we returned back to England nearly two decades ago. Now I live 4,000 miles away from my home. I travel as much as I physically and financially can, and I am forever chasing the joys and revelations being exposed to different worlds can bring. I tell anybody who asks, anybody who wonders what to do with their lives, travel. There's more to life than just the four walls that society may have built around you. If you can go somewhere, then you must. I was lucky enough to do so during my formative years, and I've never looked back. And in some strange, perverse way, I owe some of my thanks to, of all things, a Burger King Whopper at an airport in the heart of England. There'll be many more stories like this throughout this first podcast series, from the countries and situations I found myself in. I really want this series to reveal my relationship with food, and how I believe it brings us together, and does more for us than just giving us sustenance in the moment. If you have a food memory you'd like to share, please contact me at thefirsteverthing at gmail.com. It would be lovely to hear from you. Next episode, I'm going back to basics, 
and the first time I remember eating fish and chips, upstairs at the local chip shop with my father. Thank you for listening, and I hope your next meal is even more enjoyable than your last. Until then, goodbye.